now. I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. I did not know that. Wow. Not funny. Dangerous, though. It's quite pungent. It's whatever. It's cute. Now, please listen very carefully. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH Brian Suits here on your Monday morning, 5th of uh, February. Uh, it was falling as snow at my house at 3 a.m., but it's just light rain right now. How about today? What's your renting report? Uneventful. Um, and uh, we put up a 13-segment, uh, as we call the Tuesday-Thursday exclusive podcast. And the one that I did um, on uh, on Thursday that's up there, uh, I'm getting a lot of email from people saying, great stuff, get this around. What I, what I did is I, I did a podcast because many of you have said, hey, what's this thing that you're always talking about where you can read uh, what airplanes are in the air and stuff? What are you, some kind of wizard? Is it, is it, uh, is, is it? Ludicrousy? What is it? And anyway, on the pod, on the latest podcast, and here's Greg to tell you how you get it. Just check it out on your normal podcast feed for the Brian Suit Show. You should see it auto-generate if you're subscribed. So to So what's the show. it titled? What did I call it? I just call them episode one, two, three, four, five, six, and then I say Suit Show After Party. But then you had a fancy name for this one that I was too lazy to put in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is content that is just too hot, too unfiltered, too uncensored to air on terrestrial but radio. But it requires 13th break. Let's hear what I said. Hey, and others, Al Jazeera English. Uh, yes, they, they matter. Um, so you re- you're required. I'll give you some homework, folks. Get in front of a PC or laptop or, you know, valuable work uh, computer. And uh, I will walk you through how to get to these different websites uh, and how to navigate them, and then you can play and learn. But it's uh, things like, uh, well, first of all, like Google Earth. Okay, I'm not going to tell you to get an app that you don't want, but for the PC, there's a program called Google Earth, and it's a pretty impressive program. Um, you can see a photograph of every inch of the Earth, and it's kind of required. They do occasionally when there's a trouble area, they will update the imagery and things like that. Um, and but I walk you through that at a at a steady pace. It's about an eleven minute uh, podcast, and and uh, so uh, if you know someone who can use that information or would like that information, you may forward it to them. You have my my uh, my blessing. Um, on that, but um, I, I, I walk you through with the URLs, the the the, the links and stuff, <clears throat> where you navigate to to get those sites, and then you save them um, and, and all that, and then and then uh, there you go, an excellent use of twelve minutes of, of your life. Well, um, you know the news doesn't stop at four a.m. around here in in Seattle. Around six to sixteen this morning, the Seattle Fire Department announces crews responded to reports of a car on fire at a home. With deadly results. We are still working to get more details on this. We just got to the scene about 20 minutes ago. Right now, we know someone who was in the car at the time of the fire. This is reported as a car fire. They are dead as a result. Now, this is a residential neighborhood. That car is parked in a driveway in front of a home. We're told people inside that home called it in. They tried to put that fire out, according to Seattle Fire. We saw this was called in around 5.30 this morning. 
obviously the cause is still under investigation. Authorities are working on the scene right now. We are working to pin down. So we'll uh, wait and see. But why is someone in a car smoking? Or what are they smoking? Or did they pass out or whatever? But we'll we'll uh, we'll find out. Um, well, what? A, who will ever forget where they were yesterday? When it's it's not often that the uh, that the NFC AFC flag football game comes down to the final final play, but uh, if you've taped it, I, I have a spoiler alert coming, folks. The NFC wins the thing. Looks right, incomplete. Looking for Allen, no flag, and the NFC rushes the field as they celebrate. They weren't really rushing the field. What what was their payday? Uh, I I want did, did Gardner Minshew start and finish? Did he play all through the game? <laughs> You're asking me like I watched the whole thing. I, I only saw <laughs> snippets of it, and I still can't believe that they draw tens of thousands of people in the stadium to watch it. I think it's just the novelty factor of it all to see pro players uh, play flag football, but that's going to wear off after a while. Well, I mean. Think? Speaking of, of that, having a full NFL crew did, in fact, turn it into flag football. That's, I mean, nothing, the, the fun of flag football or just two, you know, I would I would have said maybe next year two-hand touch. Because then you get into the arguments. I got it with my fingertips, I swear. Because you, you, you maybe do a video replay or something. But, but I mean, throw, throwing flags on that you know, for holding, and there's no pads. Right. It was, it was just I'm a little sorry. ticky-tack. Violence is intrinsic to the game, and it's more than half the reason people watch is the big hits and seeing people get destroyed. And that's the thing. Even flag football, when your muscle memory is that you're wearing pads, I mean, guys are still colliding. You know, at the last second, you're going for the flag or whatever. Sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever. And then and then there was... Remember, I don't know if you, you, you played in, in, in college, but yeah, we, yeah, we played uh, flag football, and it was fun. Yeah, it was sure. fun, but there was I, I I'd forgotten about flag guarding, and like when an NFL guy knocks your arm away from from his flag and he's fl- called for flag guarding, it's like you're lucky to have, even have a hand on on well, the arm. Still. The other problem with flag football is you're reaching at other guys below the waist and trying with pinpoint accuracy to grab a flag. But there's lots of other things below the waist that are problematic that you don't want to be necessarily touching. Yeah, but the flags go no, left, left hit, right hip, and then one in the very back. Yeah, but if you're running 10, 12 miles an hour and you're running right next to the guy, I mean, you're not, okay, it's not slow motion out there. Yeah, but I didn't see anyone get hit in the schwanz or anything, <laughs> so... So there's that. But um, anyway, I don't want to uh, – hopefully people that heard this at 6 a.m. are at work now, and they're telling their coworkers and valuable business contacts how hilarious this was. But last night were the uh, the Grammys. I didn't watch it, but um, the – apparently the folk – folk American popular folk legend Joni Mitchell uh, was trotted out, and she apparently walks with a cane now, and she's 81, just like POTUS. Um, and, uh, and stuff. And I, I don't know what, uh, apparently she's, uh, this is my take on her. She's, it's the sort of thing where everyone 
claims that she's an influence or whatever, but they don't. They've never actually been to her concert or whatever. Can you decode what this mean means? Uh, rows and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feather canyons everywhere. Looked at the clouds that way. Not when she sings it. Let's see if I, I do when this guy sings it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Loggins. Bows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way You left out of the feather canyons. Oh! Come on, that writes itself. Let's go. So anyway, she uh, she was there. There's all and there there's controversy where there shouldn't be controversy and the whole thing. And then they and this is uh, all I know is anything that says the viral moment with Tracy Chapman or, or whatever, it just means that someone's packaged it and and it's getting retweeted or re reaxed. What do we say now? Twitter, formerly Twitter, re reaxed. And then so they they trotted out the eighty uh, one year old Joni Mitchell. And <clears throat> I got news for you, by the way. Here's how dead celebrities work. She has an angel, a black angel, hovering above her. Wait, what? They, they, you know, effectively last night it was a Lifetime Achievement Award because uh -huh. she's never performed at the Grammys. And never won a Grammy, I don't think. Um, or has. won, or, and she should have, and everybody was just taking a deep breath and the whole thing. She was put in that position because... Her people told the Grammy people, if you're going to honor Joni, you better do it fast. So, man, it's not funny. So, so maybe I should shut up and just uh, play her. But she um, she opened up. She was sitting in a big throne-like chair with her back to the audience. And ice cream castles in the air. By the way, badly mic'd, says the sound geek. And feather cabinets everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way. And then they spin around the chair. But now they only brought the sun. And there's a way better mic in front of her. All right, I know what you're all saying. Get to Tracy Chapman and the country song. And what's the deal about the guy who killed a pedophile? Why is that even a crime? Uh, we'll get to him in just a second. So this is... Um, you had to throw that in there. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your... My, my cut is the part of the duet. What's yours? <laughs> And who's the country guy that had the hit? Luke Bob, Combs. Bob Wills or cover. Buck Owens or whatever. And my takeaway, my my hot take on this was why wasn't it a duet? That was great. Well, it, it was kind of a duet, and it was ninety nine percent her version. They handed the the ball to each other. You sing a verse, I sing a verse. You sing a verse, I sing a verse. And but, it was touching. And then and, and, and Bucky McCambone, GMC uh, Sierra quad cab is right next to her. Or, I'm sorry, Luke Combs? Luke Combs. Okay. It's a lot I don't know. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Be myself, I got nothing to prove. 
That's me. That's was that you or Luke, that's Luke me. Hambo? That wasn't Luke Combs. I couldn't resist. Here's the dude. Get ready. Get to the chorus. You got a fast car. That was me. I got a plane inside of here. Been looking at a convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Don't cut me off. I'm into this. I'd like to hear her chime in here. It really, ultimately, that's why I didn't like the song in what '89. Is that when it? It's sometime in the '80s. It's so depressing. And she won a Grammy for it. And people are like, ah, a black woman would never win for it. Took a country guy to get Grammy recognition for this tune. Yeah, I'm sorry, revisionist history. Hello. Yeah, and and that's the thing is he, the Washington Post tried to make it about Hunky McGill and uh, the whole thing, but yeah, she was uh, she was. Uh, it was a great well, moment. Well done by on on that one. Well, Combs's cover of the song went platinum last year, but was met with some controversy. A Washington Post entertainment reporter claimed that the song's success was quote clouded by the fact that as a black queer woman, Chapman who would or would have almost zero chance of that achievement herself in country music. But then Chapman pushed back on, on that criticism, telling the Billboard, quote, I never expected to find myself on the country charts, but I'm honored to be there. I'm happy for Luke and his... I, I, I love that. When she was just as black and just as queer in 1989, she wins a Grammy. <laughs> yes. But now that she's really black and super queer, but how did that ever make it into the country? with our victimization narrative. Come yeah. on. And, and by I, the way, she's probably making millions off of the fact oh, that this is a he, hit again. He covered the thing, yeah. Um, well, so anyway, it was uh, it was neat. It, it was if you see if someone sends you a link to it, uh, then and and you like the song in the first place. I never heard the Luke Combs rebranding of it. I I don't I don't um, listen to any. I don't listen to channels on Spotify. I just listen to the Brian Suit Show. On podcast um, or my likes, and I, I put that on my likes. Uh, his version. Well, let's get Candace Owens' take on this. And I will tell you, I am a big believer that Hollywood was created by the CIA. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, last time I'll do that. <laughs> Don't surprise me like that. Oh my God! Okay, she really said about, that. Did you see Annie Lennox at the Grammys creating world peace, uh, one grandstanding moment at a time? Yeah, let's go to her. I will not. During a. Uh, uh, what's her name? Sinead O'Connor. Baldy McMuslim. Artists for ceasefire, peace. Oh, that'll do it. In okay. the world. Great job. We just deploy you for all the war zones. Shout out to do it. And by, by, by the way, didn't we, did we decide that Sunit O'Connor committed suicide? I don't remember when. Was it like a, a um, what's it called? Um, you know, me, the medical, uh, you know, uh, terminal disease. Uh, you can do it in Oregon. You know, you know the legal whack yourself thing. Oh, uh, euthanasia. Yeah, because um, in, there was an in memoriam thing that they were they were saying they weren't going to do an in memoriam right. for her on something because she committed the mortal sin. The Catholic mortal sin of the uh, the suicide. Um, I already forgot, but okay. Well, here's Lennox. Michael. Here's Michael Bublé calling for peace. The, the oldest draft pick 
the Vancouver Canucks have ever taken at 48 years old. Go I know ahead. you and you. You're a really good hockey. You got good hands, dude. You've got silky mitts, my brother. You are the first person who's ever told me that. Because I'm the first real ever hockey fan. Dude. My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms. And and Hamas announced a ceasefire immediately. So uh, there you go. Um, otherwise, uh, I, Wild Step, I didn't hear. I, I don't run in circles where people say, what are you doing for the Grammy party? Or you want to come over for the Grammy watch party or the NFL? Uh, see, my, my circle would be more like, want to watch the, uh, the NFL flag football. Yeah, those were our choices yesterday. Yeah. Flag football or grandstanding artists calling for world or peace. I'll, or I'll tell you what, man. I, I'll, when you put on the NFL network and you get into that Super Bowl year by year, you it's a it's a clip click hole you you just rewind and pause and rewind and uh especially the the last 10 years or so when you get into the, the brady years and so what's pretty cool is seeing the ones before hd seeing some of the ones from the 90s and and you you start you know you're like wait a minute i remember that wasn't eli manning in hd no mm -hmm. he was not to this day he's not in hd um, and so the, those start um, like around 2002 or 2003 or so. But there were there were some there were, there have been over the past two decades some in the modern era, <clears throat> in in the aughts in the 2000s there have been some good Super Bowls, um, some of which I poo pooed, but pretty good. And then I play this for you just because I added it. I put in the uh, the effort. But there is apparently a ra a rapper from Los Angeles who's who has the unlikely moniker of Killer Mike. And you ask, has he killed people? Oh, no, apparently not. But he is a rapper who wants to be all thuggy and everything. So he, of course, got himself arrested last night. You right to jail. For, for um, An altercation. misdemeanor assault in, in the venue. That really is what it is, is you're disturbing uh, this evening dress uh, venue. And if you've never heard from him ever, uh, just know that I edited this. Because uh, he has no problem using a word that gets people in radio fired. Hello, hello, my there's literally no context for the word. There's none you can give. There's not enough warnings and all things. So anyway, he he got a Grammy for that. Then uh, be led away in cuffs and earn your name, misdemeanor Mike or whatever. Um, and the the other news we broke. We'll probably hear more about it uh, today. Boeing is reworking 50 undelivered 737 Max jets after the supplier, the Spirit Aerosystems fuselage subassembly dudes in Wichita, <clears throat> an employee recently found misdrilled holes on some fuselages. A new production snafu for the aircraft manufacturer, and they admitted it. Boeing said the issue could delay some deliveries in the near term. Uh, for airlines that don't want unnecessary holes in the fuselages of their airliners, I think it would be most. Um, Boeing's commercial chief, Stan Deal, said this is the only course of action given our commitment to delivery, to deliver perfect airplanes every time. And you can't just duct tape them um, and cannot uh, get your airframe and power plant, your A&P guy from Clover Clover Park out there, and he'll, he'll do them up right, right away. Boeing said it's finalizing instructions. Deal said the employee flagged to his manager two holes that may not have been drilled exactly to the jet maker's requirements. Uh, delays will allow the company on 50 of the aircraft. Uh, a spirit spokesman uh, said the uh, company is aware of the issue, which is awesome, and is in close communication with Boeing. Last year, misdrilled holes by spirit on the aft bulkhead of some Max jets had to led to production delays. And I, I, would, I would see that if it affects the uh, air pressure barrier, 
There's a super funny story about the B-29. And the first one, an American pilot had to land for mechanical issues in Russia, while Russia was neutral towards Japan in 1945. But I'm going to spare you all that folksy anecdote, maybe for some podcast someday, just certainly not on the air when we come back. When we come back, we're going to do a thing of your texting. How was your weekend? Um, ours were folksy and and fun-filled. Um, back in a second, AM. Oh, by the way, the number 800-465-8770. Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Wake up, people! Snap out of it! AM 570, and it's KTTH, and uh, <clears throat> where is the story? Um, you know, there, there, there used to be, someone thought it was a really good idea to have uh, air-to-air nuclear missiles, anti-air, air-to-air nuclear missiles. No one thought, well, someone has to fire it. I mean, what's this deal? Well, one was found in a garage in Bellevue, only it's not the entire story. But here's the dramatic test uh, footage from 1957. One, two, three. We felt a heat pulse, a very bright light, a fireball. It is red. The sky looks black about it. It is boiling. Above. And the, in 1957, in, in this, oh, I'll tweet out this video maybe. I don't know. But um, in the test, turns out it worked. <laughs> so there's a, a nuclear explosion at 20,000 feet. But this is back when they used to have human subjects, you know, for nuclear tests. And they have five guys standing in a cluster below the nuclear test. <clears throat> and, it, and there's a wacky little sign next to it that says Grand Zero, Ground Zero, Population 5. And uh, so anyway, what happened in Bellevue was that apparently someone at an estate sale found it because it, it, it had been... Uh, demilled, as they say. Turns out there was not a nuclear bomb. And now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. And so said the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, police investigate military-grade rocket in Bellevue Garage. Well, it's, I mean, by definition, by definition, it's not a rocket anymore anyway. But the Bellevue Police Department received an a rather unusual call Wednesday evening. Could they come check out a military-grade rocket in a garage? A Bellevue man bought a rocket from an estate sale after he died. His neighbor called the National Museum of the U.S. Air Force in Dayton, Ohio. Some of the Wright brothers asking if the rocket could be donated. The museum called Bellevue Police, who went to the residence. A nuclear, where's the nuclear missile? And found the rocket was a Douglas AIR-2 hyphen to an Air 2 Genie, an unguided air-to-air rocket that is designed to carry a 1.5 kiloton yield uh, Whiskey 2.5 nuclear warhead. And, you know, that's the thing about nuclear air-to-air rockets. It doesn't have to be guided. You know, just it's, a, it's an area weapon. 
Um, and these were actually designed and deployed. The U.S., the only nuclear weapon Canada has ever owned was, was these. And they had them out at Comox on, on uh, Vancouver Island <clears throat> because the, the entire point of this was that your godless commie is coming over the pole, coming from Siberia in his uh, godless commie bomber, probably with art on the nose, and it's called like uh, sorghum fever or respect for factory tra tractor factory number 25 or whatever. And like a woman in a in coveralls in a ranch or whatever. And you shoot the nuclear missile at the aircraft <clears throat> and I mean at the incoming formation and the ones that aren't, you know, immediately affected by the blast are going to be zonked out by the EMP and they'll think as a way to wipe out a uh, entire formation of bombers, um, you know, really uh, can't be beat. But by the time um, the the entire thing was adopted, in reality, um, the Soviets were off the bomber thing. They're like, well, we didn't buy that in World War II. We're not buying it now. And we're all about missiles. Khrushchev was all about missiles and all things. So they had to be demilled. So the nuke was taken out of them. And they sold the uh, – because there was still a lot of high-tech, you know, 1957 electronics in them. So anyway, cool uh, cool find. I would I would have bought it if, if from the estate sale. Um, anyway, the production ended in 1962. Police, by the way, for the record, is there a nuclear bomb in Bellevue? There is not. Um, Bellevue police left the item with the neighbor for future donation. We think it's going to be a long, long time before we get another call like this. Uh, the department. And and by the way, here's here's the fun fact for the neighbor that donates such a thing uh, for public display, you get to write that off. And I mean, I'm sure the tax law has changed, but there was a time, even though you bought it at a garage sale or whatever, you got to write it off at its original value. Its original value in 1957 was still over $3 million. And doesn't have to, the law used to be that you didn't have to have been the original owner, just that it had an original value. So because there was a really famous case where a student at MIT found this loophole and he bought a intercontinental a ICBM that was being demilled and taken out of a silo because the Air Force said, what are your bids? He put a bid in for it. And then they would transport it to the nearest Air Force base, and that was Dover, Delaware, or, some, or Massachusetts Air Guard base or something. And from there, he donated it to a museum as a display, just the missile. And it was going to be, you know, an ironic display about man's inhumanity to man. And so he got to write off, and the original value of the missile was like $10 million. So he got, he has the rest of his life to write that money off. True story. Not a, not a joke. Corn Pop is a bad dude. By the way, they're calling this Operation Corn Pop the, the Biden versus the Houthis, Biden versus uh, Iran and, uh, and all that. Um, time for a checking of the texting. You've and, got mail. Uh, 425 says, Brian, uh, you're right. Uh, he said Spade Lake. It's Spada Lake. It's owned by the city of Everett. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will compare it to uh, Lake Tahoe. It's some of the clearest water you've ever seen. Spada, not Lake Spada, but Spada Lake. 
Text from the 714 B&G regarding the Grammys. I saw Tracy Chapman in the 80s at George Washington at the Gorge, I assume. She just sat on stage with her acoustic and sang. It was really great. She opened for Bob Dylan. He sucked. It was the worst <laughs> show I've ever attended. I became more of a, he does suck. I became more of a Chapman fan after that show. No auto-tune crap. It's all her. Yeah, if, if Bob Dylan was a great singer, it was decades before I was aware of him. But uh, from the no, she would be amazing. <laughs> hey, my favorite morning crew, the country singer with all that crap written on his face is called... Jelly roll. Jelly roll, yes, not ham jelly bone. roll. <laughs> he's had a ham bone or two, but uh, anyway. So, yeah, he's a big deal. I think he probably won some Grammys. He's uh, he's winning the money wars. From the 562, Brian, did you see the preview of the new movie from a favorite book, Churchill's Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare? I'm so bleeping excited. Can't recommend that book enough. And I guess, I so I just saw the trailer of this. I looked it up. Directed by Guy Ritchie. A Guy Ritchie film called The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare from the book by Damian Lewis, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It'll probably be back in Barnes Noble. Uh, can't recommend that highly enough. And I'm very critical about movies that look like they're, they're like a Quentin Tarantino movie like Inglorious Bastards. It very much resembles Over the that. top, At cartoonish. The does. And the Guy Ritchie movie looks like it's cartoonish. That's the crazy part about reading that book. It is all true. And in the early part of World War II, when, when Winston Churchill threw together the special operations uh, executive, they were quietly calling it the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare because the, the people that they got immediately to do this mayhem were, were already bank robbers and stuff like that and just crazy characters. And did you see in the trailer the chap with the bow and arrow? No, I haven't gotten that far. True story. There, there was a, the only member of the British Special Air Service, the SAS, to win their highest decoration, the Victoria Cross, was a a, a Dane by the name of Anders Lassen. <clears throat> and he literally went into combat with a bow and arrow. This is an unsanctioned, unauthorized mission. If we fail... England will be condemned to a lifetime under the German boot. And so I said, that is not a dog. That is my wife! <laughs> it's very good. It, it it's all, a shoot em up Everything in the movie where these SAS guys are on Crete and they kick down the door of a German officer club. And they're sitting around drinking, and the English just show up, and they're like, hey, what's up? And they just stitch everybody. But, no, there was, there was a guy named Anders Lassen, and he did actually take a bow and arrow into combat. He took a real gun, and but then he also took a very, very, very sharp knife because, as he said, knives don't run out of bullets. But uh, it's a great book. It's a, it's, a, it's a quick read, but by Damian Lewis, Ministry, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Terrific book. What those ungentlemanly men needed was a ceasefire, I think. <laughs> yeah. Artists with ceasefire. Peace in the world. Peace in the world. That ought to do it. So anyway, um, yeah, it's one of those books where, where right when you think, you know, the English markets, the Queensbury rules and all that, that's when you realize in, in that book and several others that the English when their backs are against the wall, have a streak of ruthlessness that you're not allowed to have as an American anymore. But in the summer of 1940, um, they, they even had kill lists of their own traitors that Churchill provided to uh, another force of, uh, of chaps.
of chaps and and uh, and gents. But uh, anyway, uh, that movie comes out in April. But yeah, I love I love me the guy Richie, and that looks terrific. Um, and like I say, if it looks cartoonish to you. Take a deep breath, read the book, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, or just pick it up in a bookstore and look at the pictures. Just insane. I mean, these were guys that were taking uh, rat terriers into combat with them, and the and the dog would tear people apart and stuff. But anyway, uh, back in a second, final word, final check of, uh, of your headlines and stuff. AM Sound 70, KTTH. regular shootout in uh, Marysville on uh, your Sunday and in, in, in a parent attempted carjacking or home invasion. Three men got out of a car that turned out to be stolen <clears throat> and the homeowner was armed as well, was equally armed and it turned into a, a two-way uh, gun range and the men fled and so drones and a fur missile were deployed. The fur missile found one chap. Um, and uh, Marysville police, I don't believe, have updated this. Let me check their Twitter, formerly Twitter feed. Oh, oh on, the, on, the, on the book face. But so anyway, <clears throat> of the two remaining suspects, there's a credit, creditable, I'd go with credible, a description of one. A Hispanic or mixed-race male in his 20s with a medium build at about 5'10 tall. At the time of the incident, he was uh, wearing a bright red jacket and a black covering over his head and face, only exposing his eyes. Hmm. And he dropped a shooting iron. So let's see what we got here. We have a uh, M4 carbine with a four-power, six-hour scope uh, on it. Um, By the way... Mounted backwards, so I'm not um, not uh, going to lose any sleep over this guy. But uh, anyway, I, I I I'm barely on uh, bookface, but uh, I will uh, tweet this out so that so you can all see what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, they recovered a looks like a Glock 19 and uh, the M4 left by two firearms located during the incident. A rifle was found with selector on fire and magazine loaded into rifle. So ready to rock and i and i got news for you folks um a typical marysville subdivision house not gonna stop a 556 uh bullet from uh the m4 carbine even with the scope mounted backwards um more more on that to be learned later uh, or something and this isn't by the way this isn't exactly the kind of kit that random opportunity Home Invader guy uh, has so uh, so we'll see what what's working out uh, there. 
Um, and uh, Channel 4 with uh, the story from earlier uh, earlier this morning. Many neighbors said that they heard multiple gunshots and that they took hiding as soon as they heard it. But I want to show you some of that video of the aftermath. You can see a lot of broken windows and bullet holes uh, from, oh, you know, the home. By the way, the Glock, uh, the Glock 19 has a Glock switch uh, on it on the back of the receiver. So it was modified to be a full auto and therefore useless Glock 17 unless you're two feet away. But anyway, back back to Marysville. And in cars, the Marysville police said that three armed suspects showed up in a stolen car and confronted a homeowner who had just gotten home. And police say that a shootout between the suspect and the homeowner occurred. And that's when residents we spoke to said that they saw some of the suspects with guns outside of their homes. Investigators say that shortly after the shooting, the three suspects fled on foot and there was an hours long search for the suspects using canine units and drones. And police said that one was arrested but two of the other suspects have not been caught anyway cartel stuff call the fbi these are not locals and uh, just they're not simple uh, home invaders and so so anyway you're you're gonna want to have the multi-agency whatever task force involved but they they figured that out i think even even marysville's dog could figure that out or <laughs> and again uh, as a disclaimer not a real dog this is a pierce county deputy imitating a dog <laughs> so funny. Um, Don't make us release our canine. Then he takes a breath of uh, helium and he does a dog impression. Well, so um, <clears throat> I, I'm curious about this. In Laurelhurst is a nice looking little, little local restaurant called Sandia, cleaning up the mess once again after criminals broke into the restaurant for the fifth time in six months. And, and that costs money every time, folks. They're, they're using a crowbar to break down uh, the the single tall uh, doorway uh, window. So, um, uh, and, and I mean, that's a claim every time. At some point, the insurance goes up, and then guess what? The prices on the menu go up. And then guess what? You don't go there anymore, and then they close up. So, Filson on 4th Avenue, so we're driving by, uh, minding our own business on Saturday, and I'm thinking, well, if they're open, maybe I'll pop in. But... All the windows were boarded over because I guess they're closed on Saturday or or something. But I saw way more of that in downtown Soto, Seattle than I, I ever have plywood on windows on the weekends when you're closed. And I, I know why, because as I'm having a discussion with a friend of mine involved in the uh, McMenamin's uh, restaurant uh, empire at uh, one of their uh, establishments, um, he said their problem with Olympia um, and if, if you haven't been in Olympia lately, you're missing this. But McMenamin's owns the historic Spar restaurant um, in Old Town Olympia. I mean, they have pictures of old governors from the 50s, you know, down there cutting deals at the Spar. The Spar is a totally old school cafe, bistro, deli, restaurant, right? Great, great visit. Um, and I mean, I remember during his bad days before McMenamin's bought it and, and restored it. So the deal is they used to have chairs and tables outside. So if you were waiting for a table that you could get, I think, outside bar service or something. <clears throat> but twice in the last uh, month or two months, some vagrant, when they leave the chairs outside and then they don't do it when the place is closed, they, they put them inside. When they're open during business hours, some vagrant, some Olympia... Uh, EBT card vagrant throws the chairs through the plate glass windows in the front. 
I mean, it's crazy. And, and you can't expect that place to stay open because it's unlivable. And so, I mean, and, and that is, if you're thinking it's uh, just Laurel, well, that's a Laurelhurst problem. It's happening any, anywhere the crazy fentanyl is happening and the fentanyl homelessness. Because, again, um, if there was no fentanyl, probably a quarter of these people wouldn't be homeless. Um, because you're 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 homeless because you're a drug addict. You're not a drug addict because you're homeless. It's the other way around. And I promise you, the zombies that die from the fentanyl, nothing makes sense to them. But whatever it is in that, and I'm not. I don't. According to the video, they're they're saying that people went right to the tills. They broke the window with a crowbar and then opened up the till with a crowbar. So uh, there's uh, there's that uh, on that. And, uh, well, so I'm going to read some of the border bill because anytime Langford denounces something he hasn't even read yet, because he because when the word got out, because guess what? The Senate leaks and the leak got out that there is a there's going to be an, a five day average of the day to day average tops 5000 a day. They're going to shut down the border. And so, in other words, 5,000 a day, which gets you 1.8 million uh, illegals coming into the, into the country, that is going to be the bar. Why not zero? Okay. And, and I know realistically it can never be zero. Anyway, Langford pushed back on that today. And this, this has me interested, but they're going to vote on the procedure by Wednesday. Senator Mike Lee from Utah says, we, we can't do anything in three days, we need we need to read this. And here's Lankford on Fox this morning. Are we as Republicans going to have press conferences and complain the border's bad and then intentionally leave it open? It's amazing to me. If, if I go back two months ago and say we had the shot under a Democrat president to dramatically increase detention beds, deportation flights, lock down the border to be able to change the asylum laws, right. to be able to accelerate the process, no one would have believed it. And now no one actually wants to be able to fix it and says, I don't want to even debate it. I don't want to discuss it that is part of the problem if if you're giving democrats an issue or you can correctly say that the republicans are gaming this uh so i hope langford is correct on, on this because uh, a, a big part of this is not letting perfect be the enemy of good enough and and i'm a fan of that saying i believe in it um, but I, I would prefer something other than 1.8 million people getting uh, a buy your leave, you know, coming into the country. I mean, please tell me that's not a compromise. And he, he claims it is, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But it is the number one campaign issue, more than the economy. The average American, because of Greg Abbott, who's Republican of the year of 2023, it is top of mind from beating down cops in New York to... Uh, whatever uh, that is top of the mind because texas made their problem our problem so good for them uh all right well uh, did biden have any effect in iran well the supreme leader did a speech this morning flanked by two iranian-made drones uh some doesn't doesn't look like it we'll get to more of that tomorrow uh be a good person um drive smart and don't throw your babies out the balconies and don't do bad stuff do good stuff be back here tomorrow and we'll continue making fun of uh, stuff and junk. AM 770 KTTH. Hey, how about a hug? I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Goodbye.